Welcome to the Alton Webb Commercial Real Estate Podcast. The team at Alton Webb has been going beyond the transaction for 25 years with personalized and professional real estate services. To celebrate, we release this special set of episodes to share a few stories, our experiences, and help you with your own next steps in commercial real estate. Here's your host, Lee Webb. So if you decide that you want to jump into the commercial real estate industry or investment side or from your business perspective, you need to choose wisely. Consider the time that you have to allocate towards a process like that. Do you find yourself working with contractors naturally? Do you work with lenders already? Do you need to start new relationships? We always encourage people to begin the process much earlier than when you just first find the piece of property. You ought to consider thinking through the things that you're going to need before you find the property. That way you're ready to go. So that might look like a pre-qualification. It might look like cleaning up some of the equity lines that you have for your business so that you can utilize that equity to actually purchase real estate. It might look like saving a little extra money every month so that when that right investment opportunity comes to you, you'll be ready to pounce on it. Um, So we have different types of clients that are currently buying commercial real estate or looking into commercial real estate. So I thought it might be fun just to give you a few examples. Uh, It's in touch all the categories, but this is just kind of the examples of the people that we work with. So there was a, a husband and wife that grew up running a family business. They were always in industrial buildings and they knew a lot about manufacturing. They, um, Growing up in the business, they're naturally around, but so they know how loading docks operate. They know the importance of how to have a proper HVAC unit working throughout a large span of space. They know column spacing and different things and how much uh, load-bearing floors uh, should be in certain elements and spaces. So they've just been around the business a lot as users. So when it came time to think about real estate investment for them, it was a natural to look at industrial buildings or manufacturing buildings because they had so much experience with them. So as they have neared retirement, they've actually been diversifying some of their cash or some of their different um, investments into facilities that are industrial by nature or manufacturing because it's not really a hardship for them. And They know the people that run those buildings and have worked on those buildings for them for years. So it was a natural fit. Somebody else that's just getting into industrial real estate, that may not be the natural fit for them. You know, you talk about a huge learning curve. But for that particular set of circumstances, it seems to be working very well for them. I recently had an older client that was a farmer um, that had someone come and offer him a whole lot of money for his farm. He was not expecting this at all, but he felt like he couldn't turn it down. He also was thinking about his grandkids, and he knew his grandkids weren't going to be farmers. And that's unfortunate. Um, And for him, he was just thinking about his legacy and the future. And also, he wanted something a little more hands-off. He was a little tired of working every day in the field. And so he came to me and said, Lee, I think I could sell my farm. Uh, I really am interested in these 1031 tax-free exchanges where you can defer uh, tax uh, tax consequences by buying a like-kind property. And would you help me find an investment? Maybe it's a small office building or an apartment building. And I said, we, 
we love to help people with that kind of value add and when it's a really a personal thing for them and they were setting it up for their future. So we actually found a small retail building that was uh, fairly easy to manage. It was newer and it had three tenants in it. So it wasn't like, you know, 100,000 square feet with 25 tenants. And so if one of the tenants were to leave, he could find another tenant. It wouldn't be the end of the world. And he goes over there once a week and checks the property out and stops in and sees uh, the people that run their businesses there. And it seems like a good fit. And so we recently just helped him find that. And that felt like a really good fit for where he was in life. And I think when you consider buying commercial property, you got to consider those circumstances. There's a young couple that we recently helped. They they had never bought commercial investment property, but they were looking ahead. Um, they don't have any kids yet. And they were thinking, well, we should probably take advantage of the time that we have and not just like doing the management stuff themselves now, but also the time in terms of the long-term view of owning real estate. So they, in their minds, thought, well, if we got 40 or 50 years, if we buy something now, maybe we can buy more or maybe we could just start with this one and have this thing paid off in 10 or 15 years. That was a great outlook. It seemed fitting for where they were. And so we helped them find a multifamily property that was fitting to uh, their time frames and their circumstances and what was best for them. We didn't try to push them into, let's say, like an industrial building uh, or something that they couldn't afford. We tried to help them get their start in commercial investment real estate by meeting them where they were. Of course, there are also stories of people that tried to get into commercial real estate, never could, or they thought it was luxurious and quite simple, and they got into it. And unfortunately, we've seen some folks lose everything because they got over leveraged, uh, they got overextended, and they thought they knew everything they needed to know about commercial real estate. The economy changed, and so did their portfolio. We get calls often from people that own commercial property, maybe it's vacant land, and they have decided they want to develop the property. So we got the question uh, in our grab bag should I be a developer of commercial property? Uh, is there a difference between owning property or being a seller or developing the property? And man, is there a huge difference? You really need to take a look in the mirror and you need to ask yourself, should I really be a developer of commercial real estate? Because it is an entirely different thing than just owning. And it may be a lot more difficult than you realize. Um, maybe you have the skill set that is required to learn and to adapt very quickly, uh, to overcome hurdles, and you've got enough time in your day to prioritize something like this. Uh, maybe you're in a season of life where that can happen, and, and you can learn on the run, and maybe this would be a good option for you to buy something and develop it. But for the most of us, the majority of us, uh, that is not going to be the case because developing commercial real estate is a steep learning curve. We've had to walk with this for 25 years with folks. And so we've learned that it's all fun and games until the leverage clock starts ticking. And the next thing you know, the interest payments are eating you up and your projections are not what they thought they were because the leases didn't turn out the way you thought they were. Now, that's just the nature of the business and being in development. 
You need to understand if you're going to develop commercial real estate, you're going to need an absolute team and a minimal advisement group, such as an architect, a civil engineer, an attorney, who's going to handle the marketing and the sales or the leasing. Uh, There's timelines and details to manage in the whole process. Of course, you probably need to consider a general contractor uh, or even a, a good bank. And so, You need to have those resources. You need to have those teams in order to be in the development business because as soon as you begin to say, well, we're just going to start construction, then you find out you got to go talk to planning and zoning. And then you find out planning and zoning says to you, well, we need these permits. And you say, well, where do I get these drawings? Well, you have to go talk to an architect. Well, where do I find an architect? Okay. Once you get the drawings done, then you got to know, well, how much does that cost? Okay, well, then you start pricing the building out. And the architect says, have you considered the way that you're building this building? Because the site slopes to the back and you've got to have a certain required drainage easement as it relates to the regulatory process. So who is your civil engineer? So now you need a site plan. Now you have a total new set of line items in your projections that you didn't expect. So you've got to have a team of people if you're going to be in the development business. It's wise to evaluate your time, your gifts, and your circumstances before you get started into that. And so when people ask, should I be a developer of commercial real estate? We sometimes say, maybe it's best to just be a seller. And if you're just a seller and you determine that you're just an investor, leave the development to someone else. Perhaps you can sell the property and take those funds and get into something that doesn't require a lot of construction or development. How do I get financing to purchase commercial property? Well, there's lots of options to explore, whether it's uh, owner financing or traditional banks that have conventional lending or governmental loans or the non-traditional world where it's maybe interest only or maybe you use home equity or some other form of a credit line or even uh, the good old uncle that lets you borrow money or the aunt that's just dying to give you a bunch of money to go buy a commercial property. Maybe that's your world. It's funny when you think about borrowing money, it's often said that borrowing money is like borrowing someone's toothbrush. You know it's a bad idea, but sometimes you just have to do it. Uh, We we don't like the idea of leverage, uh, but we often have to use it. And using other people's money to do projects really helps you get a head start and get into it. You just have to be wise about how you're doing your financing. We've been through lots of ups and downs in 25 years. You can imagine whether it was the two recessions that we went through, or even the pandemic, we've seen interest rates go up and down, up and down. We've seen inflation go up and down, up and down. We've seen workforce issues go up and down, up and down. And oftentimes it seems like there's too much supply in the market or there's too much demand and not enough supply. And so how do you navigate all of these pieces as you're thinking about getting financing? Of course, you have to consider it all. And right now, unfortunately, it's a tough one. Uh, Again, we always encourage people to think about financing, but not waiting until you get to the part where you've already got a signed contract and you're going to go try to find a banker to help you out. Start today. Start with your personal balance sheet. Start with your business's assets. Start with your income that you have right now. Make some projections and begin to think through that. Meet with your CPA. Having a good CPA is so very critical 
to making an assessment when you're buying property. You need to understand things like a basis and depreciation and some of the consequences, both good and bad, from owning property. So you need to kind of walk through that process. We encourage people when they're thinking about getting financing for a commercial property to start today. Just last week, we had a buyer that needed an additional $20,000 to close on a property. Uh, Something came up at the very end, and this was not expected. And so we had to go back to the table and tell the owner, look, we're $20,000 short. The loan to value didn't work out. Um, We had more improvements that are expected on the building, and we've already started to move into this process towards closing, and we're $20,000 short. Fortunately, the seller said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll split the $20,000 with you to get the deal done. Maybe that's what a good broker can do, but oftentimes when you're um, getting financing for a project, you've got to be ready for those unknowns that come up, especially at the very end. Getting financing for a commercial property is very complex, so you start early, stick with it, and finish strong. Here's a favorite question that we get. How in the world do I find a good commercial broker to help us? Well, go no further. Here we are at Team Alton Webb. We're ready to help you with your every need. And I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but we would love to work with you. We'd love to help you uh, through the process. Uh, But maybe the question should be, what are some qualities that you would look for in a commercial broker or a practitioner or someone that's going to advise you in commercial real estate. And so I've come up with maybe five quick hitters on what I think a commercial broker uh, that is in the business and is a professional that you would want to work with should possess. Uh, The first one is a good commercial broker should be honest and reputable. Of course, that's important with anybody that you work with. It's really important in the commercial real estate business because it seems like every transaction is an adventure. You need someone that's going to tell you the truth and someone that has a good reputation of working with people through hard and through good times both. Next, you need to know someone who is a real pro, you know, like someone that is a professional, someone that actually knows the business. Perhaps it's not someone that just has a real estate license and does primarily residential. No offense, but I don't know anything at all about residential real estate. Whenever we get calls that somebody needs help with residential real estate, we refer them to our friends that we know that are honest and reputable and know the business. We do not know that business. We know the commercial real estate business. And so we like to think of ourselves as professionals and you need to work with a professional as well. In commercial real estate, you need to find someone that is versatile, someone that can solve problems. There are going to be problems that come up in a transaction. Uh, someone once said to me, uh, well, you know, I'd like to have an easy deal, and you know, but all the easy ones are gone. You know, and I'm thinking, well, I don't ever remember the first easy one. They're all very much like a roller coaster ride. You need someone that can flex and be creative and help you navigate those ups and downs. I think it's important that a commercial real estate broker is personable and is a good communicator. I'll tell you why that's important. It's not just between you and the broker, but it's also between the broker and the other advisors that are in the deal or the other attorneys that are in the deal. And how can they communicate and how can they be clear and how can they present items in such a way that they can draw consensus and hold things together? You need someone that's personable, that understands all the aspects 
all of the challenges in the deal and then works to bring those things together on your behalf. The last thing that you need with a commercial real estate pro is someone that is persistent. And if they've been in the business any amount of time, I can tell you they've developed the art of persistency. Well, those are just a few things that I've come up. There may be some other qualities out there. Those are uh, the things our team tries to strive towards. Again, being honest, reputable, being pros in the business, solving problems, being versatile, being good communicators, being clear, um, being personable, certainly being persistent. Those are the elements that we try to work towards. And maybe there's others, and we'd love to hear from you. Views expressed on the Alton Web podcast are our own and do not represent those of our clients, employers, or other engagements. Photos, commentary, and videos herein do not indicate ongoing representation. All information and data are mere opinions, none of which is guaranteed or warranted. If we can help, please find us at altonweb.com.